Fresh Art International presents conversations about creativity in the 21st century. I'm Kathy Bird. This is Fresh Art International. We've been amplifying the voices of contemporary artists, curators, designers, and filmmakers since 2011. In 2017, I became a member of the International Association of Curators of Contemporary Art during IKT's convening in Norway. Each year, members meet in a different location to consider important issues of our time and explore the surrounding cultural landscape. In 2022, we travel from around the world to Kentucky in the Appalachian region of the United States. This year, the IKT Congress welcomes more than 40 new members and most are independent curators. With a few participants, we take the pulse of the growing indie trend in our field. What motivated this shift? The economy? The COVID epidemic? A desire for curatorial freedom? Or the urge to engage new communities? Let's find out. First, we set up an ad hoc recording studio in a niche beneath the stairway in the lobby of the Kentucky Museum of Art and Craft, also known as KMAC. Monique Long has been curating independently since 2016. My name is Monique Long, and I'm an independent curator and writer, educator, based in New York, Harlem specifically and I've been there since 2004. How did you become an independent curator? It happened very organically. I had my last institutional position in 2016 and was thinking about what should I do next? I had a friend who was an artist who was quite talented but wasn't tracking and had an opportunity to work with her on a solo project at a local gallery in Harlem. And it worked out fantastically. French moved to New York and was just trying to figure out the lay of the land and had been there for quite some time, probably five years, and nothing was happening. And we made the solo show and a catalog for her. And 65% of the show sold out in the preview. It was just really satisfying and rewarding to work with an artist in that way, which I hadn't previously. And it wound up being incredibly inspirational and showed me a new way to work in art and with artists. What's been the biggest challenge of being independent in that environment? New York is highly competitive. It's highly competitive. It's difficult in practically every field and to not be affiliated with an institution or have the kind of foundation or support and have to figure that out on your own on a daily basis is the most challenging thing and scary too. But I like the dynamic aspect of what I do and to be able to work kind of by the seat of my pants, generally speaking, is really exciting. It was difficult at first, but since 2017, I'm starting to find a groove and a niche for myself and it's working. Advice to anyone who might think about becoming independent or finding themselves independent without choosing? <laughs> yes. You can't be shy. 
most of the projects that happened for me happened because I went to that opening that I really didn't feel like going to or that fair or that opening night dinner. People want to work with who they know. So you have to make connections, authentic relationships within your community and talk to people about your interests, what you're doing. You have to engage with social media in a responsible way and promote your work, talk about your work, put yourself out there and talk to people. I would love to talk about my exhibition that's open now. It's a traveling show. It's called Elegies, A Still Life in Contemporary Art. It opened at the Museum of the African Diaspora in uh, San Francisco, and it recently traveled to Savannah, the Tail Fair Museum, and opened September 16th, and it's on view through next February. Excellent. Congratulations. Thank you. Independent curator Justa Kostikovaita traveled here from Lithuania. So my name is Justa Kostikovaita. I'm based in Vilnius, Lithuania. And my current project is a long incubated uh, idea of working on a bigger scale with local communities, which is a project we are doing with three other people, stone sculptor Domantas Kuchos, landscape architect Sigita Simona Poplowskite, and uh, an artist from Belgium, Bert Jacobs. We are now almost finishing and Already the project is on a stone sculpture park, which also includes a form of spending time outside. So it's a sculpture park outside for people to gather and a public grilling space. So it's stones made into sculptures, which can be also sat on, leaned on, or even grilled on. So there is a table huge stone table with polished benches that are made from real stones. Where is this? It's in Vilnius. It's in the so-called sleeping district. We have these high rises, which have around them a lot of green space, which is good. But these districts don't have any cultural space around them, not even cafes. I'm not even speaking about galleries. So this is the space where we hope that in observing these RT stones, people would just gather together and learn to kind of spend more time together. So tell me what sparked your interest or need to become an independent curator? First of all, freedom, freedom from routine, because if you work for an institution, you have obligations not just to be, you know, at work on time from certain hour to certain hour, but also it's much higher intensity and higher responsibilities. At the same time, being independent teaches you to actually prepare yourself to be working in any kind of institution because you are then self-reliable. You're very dependent on your own proactive decisions. So I think it's good for anybody to be independent or freelance in any kind of industry, not just art curating. Would you have any advice for people who are thinking about becoming independent? Just go for it. Try everything. Be brave. Lindsay Cummins is new to curating. She's part of the Louisville team organizing this year's IKT Congress. My name is Lindsay Cummins from Louisville, Kentucky, and I have been independently curating for not very long, uh, maybe like five years or so, and I've only recently 
begun referring to what I'm doing as curating, only because the people around me were sort of pressuring me to do so, because that is what I'm doing, but I had been calling it organizing, is how I've been referring to it, because it feels a little bit non-traditional. I uh, run a community zine project called Printed in Louisville, and so we open up submissions for all sorts of artists to apply. You can be a DJ, you can be a fine artist, you can be a basket weaver. We really don't care what you do. You can submit us a video of a skate trick you learned, anything, and we compile all of that together into a zine and we sell them back to the community and then we give all the money from the sales back to the artists in our city. That's very cool. What would be your advice to someone who was thinking about doing a project on their own? Oh gosh, I think the hardest part is getting started because you feel like there are all these things you're supposed to know or there's rules or there's a way to do things. It's taken time to realize that there are a lot of independent curators out there and that that is a open avenue for people who want to do things maybe a little bit more off the beaten path. Sarah Burney and Amethyst Ray Beaver have encouraged each other creatively since college days. They recently curated an independent project in Boston my name is Sarah Burney. I am based in New York, but I'm originally from Pakistan and Kuwait. And I've been an independent curator and writer for two to three years. My name is Amethyst Ray Beaver. I am based in Louisville, Kentucky, and I'm originally from Tucson, Arizona. I am an independent curator as of six months ago, but have been working in art museums for the past 10 years. What sparked your interest in curating together? We've actually known each other for over 18 years, met in college, and we were out of our friend groups. We were the only ones who worked in the arts, and we both stayed working in the arts. And you know, right now we both have a 15 plus year career in the arts, and even though we weren't co-curating technically. I feel like every major project we've worked on, it's been a collaboration where I'm like asking her to proofread the text or talk Same. through the conceptualization of a piece together. So I feel like we've been collaborating together ever since we met. I mean, actually we have. We were co-presidents of the Davis Museum Student Advisory Council when we were at Wellesley and we worked on projects together. We brought in the Gorilla Girls for a speaking engagement. We just knew we worked really well together since since we were 20. But it's, it's actually really funny. I feel like I became an arts worker because of that experience, because I thought that's what it was to work in the arts. But that was just you and me working together. It was together. just really yeah, fun. It yeah, it was not, it was never going to be that good yeah, again. Yeah. And until we came back together and decided we were going to figure out how to do it more frequently. Yeah. What project are you working on together right now? I think, yeah, we're on sort of like a victory lap from our <laughs> okay. last project. Okay. We curated a show for a gallery in Boston, and we brought together a Brooklyn-based artist, Naomi Kanishiri-Reese, and a Louisville-based artist, Tiffany Calvert, and we were looking at their approach to making still life, but through the way they're using technology and addressing history and culture. Yeah, it was a really beautiful show. It opened at Praise Shadows Gallery, which is a beautiful female-owned gallery in the Brookline area. Now we 
are in a transition and working on various things independently and reading, throwing ideas back and forth. I think it's also a friendship that just changes over time. For life. Yes. 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 <laughs> I love this. What advice would you give to others who take the leap into independent projects? I think it's actually kind of lonely to do it solo. I think I enjoy the projects where I've had a collaborator so much more. So if you can work as a collective or just have someone who you collaborate with often, I think that's so much more enjoyable. And I think you come up with a more sort of intellectually robust argument and everything. So I would say find a friend. Yeah, (laughs) it's so much richer to work with another person because Otherwise, you're in your head all by yourself, and they bring in different perspectives that you would never have thought of, and then they're talking to people, and you're talking to people, and then bringing those ideas in. So I just think it's better together. A few evenings later, we record a conversation with Claire Schneider. Schneider founded CS1 Curatorial Projects in 2013, Tonight, our studio is open air in a gazebo outside the Benham Schoolhouse Inn, our home base while exploring Eastern Kentucky. My name is Claire Schneider. I'm based in Buffalo, New York, and I have been curating since 1998. What motivated you to become an independent curator? Did you have an interest that was sparked by an opportunity, or was it a necessity that you became independent? Probably a little bit of both. My first project was a real passion project, where I combined food and art. And then I went on to do a different series of projects, combining other passions. I took the opportunity to become a bit of a producer, and put different kinds of artists and creative people together. Did you do all this in Buffalo? I did a lot of it in Buffalo, but before that, I was also asked to do a big major show about love and contemporary art and politics. It was a great opportunity to do it as an independent curator with the institution I was working with, the Ackland Art Museum, because they had a lot of resources and were excited about my idea. And I think as an independent curator, I had more time to concentrate on the project and do it the way I wanted to. What did you find has been the greatest challenge of being on your own in the art world? Getting paid. <laughs> but I think that's a reality for so many people. But being independent makes you a little bit more precarious that way, just like a lot of artists are. What have you found the most exciting about being an independent curator? With those first projects as part of CS1 Curatorial Projects was what I called what I was doing, that I just got to practice my own creativity in a new way because I wasn't fulfilling the needs of an institution, but my own creative instincts and... I think that I am someone who really has an artist's soul as a curator. Did you find yourself evolving? I think that as a curator in general, even before I was independent, I did all kinds of projects, massive projects that took over a whole institution and had 250 objects and 20 site-specific installations. And I've had to do projects that were $2,000, you know, and nothing. Is there some advice you would give 
those who would like to take the leap into an independent project? I think everyone's different. It's really great when you have a big institution behind you and you've got a nice big budget and you can kind of make some bigger things happen. But I'm also reminded being here at IKT, like you can just do so many great things with no money and you just should just do them. I do think you should just jump in sometimes. I'm Kathy Bird. This is the Fresh Art International Podcast. In this episode of our three-part series around the International Association of Curators of Contemporary Art in Kentucky, we introduce the creative energy of six independent curators. The COVID epidemic and a global economic recession have not weakened their determination to navigate the field on their own terms. Viewing challenges as opportunities, these women are channeling their creative freedom into projects that maximize resources and engage new communities. Thank you to the Association of International Curators of Contemporary Art and to the Meadows Foundation for funding our participation in the IKT Kentucky Congress. The John S. and James L. Knight Foundation, Emily Hall Tremaine Foundation, Locust Projects, and the Andy Warhol Foundation for the Visual Arts and listeners like you make Fresh Art International possible. When you visit our site, you'll find other episodes about art and culture from around the globe. While you're there, sign up for our news and give a donation to support these stories. Stay tuned for more contemporary art talk.